and everybody, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Joe Manente. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Jesse. Honored to be here, dude. What's going on with you today? Nothing much, dude. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Fourth of July yesterday. You know, um, here today, back at work, like a true American. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I know you're getting used to it, right? I am getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, a lot to get used to, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. You were ra- born and raised in where? Uh, I was born in Hawaii. And then raised in Las Vegas. I moved to Las Vegas. Oh, you're when I was American. Saying, I'm American, baby. I'm a full-on American. <laughs> American blood. I've been telling people you look like you know because like you're from you're Filipino, right? Right. And they have a dictator there or something like they that. They do. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. They've had a dictator. You for look years. like the dictator's son. Like if they just let him go to college and stuff. You know what I mean? I think that's who you are. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like King Jung, King Jung Un. Or whatever, like he was that other crazy guy, King John. Like you're the yeah, that's who you are for the Philippines. And they're just like, oh, this is how I'm going to learn about America and the world culture through stand-up comedy. Through stand-up comedy, we're going to send him out here to L.A. to like learn the world, and then he's going to come back and then genocide our people, you know, and and rule in make you know rule and then make everyone live in fear. Damn it, that caught me. He fucking caught me. <laughs> that's what your type is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that's a great introduction. There you go. Yeah, how mean was that? All right. Not at all. No, not all right. at all. Uh, well, I want to start off by just, you know, just tell me about yourself and why do you get into stand-up comedy? Uh, why did I get into it? I don't know. I, I, because it's fun. That's why I got into it. It's so much fun. It's a great time. Yeah. You get to get up there, express yourself, say whatever you want. What am I already? Am I already <laughs> checking your watch already? I want to make sure. Well, how long is he going to take go? for this fucking answer? Whoa, I'm not. We're not quick enough for the Filipino version of Kim Jong Un over here, Jesse. I fucking. I'm joking, obviously. Fucking um, well, dude, we, look we, at this fucking watch, by the way, guys. Check this out. A Casio. <laughs> is that vintage? Uh, no, it's not vintage. Is, is it remade? It, it, yeah, it's just a remake. That this takes is my me fir- back, dude. This is my first uh, PA watch. <laughs> I got it like yeah? seven, five years ago. You look See? good. Thank yeah, you. Man. I like the whole thing you got going on here. I'm trying. You know, I'm working on my confidence here, and I feel like the clothes may help a little bit. Oh, you're working on your confidence? I am working on my confidence. You're, you seem very confident, you know? It's all a show. But now that you bring it up, you seem like a guy who's working on his confidence. <laughs> you don't seem actually confident. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> you got the French girlfriend and everything, though, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she's awesome, dude. Is that something you made up because you're working on your confidence? Uh, no, it's like not. Like you're manifesting a French girlfriend, you don't have one she, yet? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's actually the one helping with me my, with my confidence. Really? And she helps a lot. And you got the girl with no confidence. I got the girl with a lot of confidence. Well, then what the hell are we working on here i don't know what the fuck i'm doing what does she want you to do now bang porn stars <laughs> like oh yeah how much confidence do you need i think you need a little less confidence i don't know about that i don't know maybe <laughs> when they see me on when you see me on stage you'll you, you know that i need a little bit more confidence i've seen you on stage and that's true but <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's amazing that you you have the confidence to get the girl but now she wants you to have even more confidence <laughs> Was that so you can find someone else, and then she's like, I don't know how to leave this guy. I <laughs> didn't even think about that, Joe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a girlfriend? Not at the moment. Okay. No, I, I, I'm dating, you know. That's a good question. You know, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, that's complicated at the moment. But, uh, you know, it's, 
I'm I'm happy. I'm all right. So that that's all. That's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. As long as yeah. you're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. There's a you know there's a you know a fucking bell curve of like you know in, intimacy to stress. You know, you know, at a certain point, those things diverge, you know, or they, they converge and then they go in a different direction. Right now, I'm good. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I'm not going to complain about my situation. Fair enough. I've, I've been seeing a person, but that's okay. it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's new. It's newer. How yeah. new? Like two months. So that's not even three months. That's not even 90 days. Not even enough to we're get just your evaluation yet. It, well, yeah, the evaluate, dude, we're discovering shitty things about each other every day and this is the period where you do that you know what i mean it because you still feel good about each other you know you're still discovering good things but then it's also wrapped in like you know like is this person a hoarder you know what i mean like those kinds of things is she is this person a hoarder i hope not yeah you no, don't know yet huh? i don't know yet see you got to find out you, you can tell a lot about someone by where they live. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's that whole process. I've been with my girlfriend for seven years, and I still don't know a lot about her. You see there? Yeah. Right? You know she's French. That's it. That's pretty much it. That's all you know. Yeah. That's all I got to know, right, though? You guys live together? We do live together. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It, it, it's a crazy thing because we met. She was uh, at the apartment right across the street from me, so we would see each other every morning on our balcony. Yeah, so you were spying on her through the window, <laughs> and then what? <laughs> Oh my god! She was fine on me, dude. She came up to me and she hit on me. Get Crazy enough, yeah. She hit on me. The French, the huh? French, dude. Yeah, god they know what damn. they want. Fuck, they know what they want. They they like Filipinis. That's what they like. <laughs> <laughs> they want they want fucking brown men named Jesse. That's we're a, yellow. Hey, we're yellow. Yo, sorry, we're not sorry, brown. Sorry, okay? that, was, that was so racist. Jesus, me, I think I don't know. Maybe I don't Gosh, care. dude. Hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, dude. That's great. Thank you, man. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so you are the owner of Fourth Wall. Yes. Right. Uh, what, what was the what's the story behind this? Why did you open this up? What was the inspiration? Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, well, you know, I opened up Fourth Wall out of necessity. I was like thirty, uh, let me thirty five when I opened up Fourth Wall in North Hollywood. That's the original place, and uh, you know, I'd been doing stand up and getting more serious about it, but I was already getting pretty old, and I'm like, Jesus, I need to get some reps in. So. Uh, I was, oh, I, it's kind of a coincidence I have this on right now, but I have my Joe's Movers shirt on. I, I owned a moving business called Joe's Movers. And, you know, I was a, I'm a failed musician and stuff like that. At the time, I was still pursuing music and I employed musicians. And uh, so I had, you know, my park, my trucks parked at this office space that I would sublease to people to keep, because I didn't really need the office so much as I needed the parking for the trucks. But I had to rent the, the office to park the, you know, so it's that kind of. I'm like, wait, what, what? I don't. I'm tired of subleasing this space to people. What could I do with this that would be fun for me? And I'm like, well, maybe we'll do like, a, a, you know, an open mic studio, and and then that's how it started. And four people signed up the first day. Um, How'd you get the word out? Because I'm sure, but comedy bureau. Yeah, Jake. This is, you know, before I came up with the idea of doing it as an hourly mic. You know, uh, you're fairly new, but like the way that fourth wall is formatted is a way that's been parodied by a lot of other people. But this is I'm the person that I'm the progenitor of that that system of, you know, sign up per hour, stay be on time, all that thing. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So when was that? What year? 2018. Now, fourth wall opened in 2016. It took me about a year and a half to develop, you know, to figure out like how many 
people is a good amount and how long, you know, what pe people's patience level is. And then it just kind of evolved over a year and a half of observation. We, you know, and just watching. And then in 2018, New Year's Day, we opened with, uh, with the, the system that you know it as now, but that wasn't always like that. It used to just be a first come first serve mic. So, okay. but, and, and, and to answer your question, it was just to start my, uh, it, it was just for me, uh, for me to help myself get better. That's it. Yeah. That's no way, it. dude. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And other people found it also to, to be, you know, useful. So. I mean, it's one of the most helpful things for me. I, when dude. I, one of the first uh, open mics I went to was an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. And a buddy of mine told me about this place. I had no idea. And I went on the website and saw that you guys had writer's rooms, improv classes. Sure, sure, sure. And these are the things that I talk about in terms of, I have a TikTok and I, Oh, do I, you? I, I'm showing them kind of like my process, a, a mic to mic. It's progress. It's really, really. Are you big on TikTok and I, I just don't know? Uh, no, 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 not at all. Not no, at all. Okay. My, crazy enough, one of my videos, like my first three videos, one of them got like over 100,000 views. Oh, is I that was right? Fucking, it was yeah. wild. I mean, yeah. it's all bad. It's, it's literally just my oh, progression. Well, and you've yeah, seen my progression. Whatever. Dude, you're doing great, man. <laughs> Thank you. You're doing great. Uh, how long? You've been about a month. A in. month. Yeah, a yeah, month. Yeah, dude. You're, oh, it, yeah, you're doing terrific. Just keep go, doing what you're doing. I mean, keep chipping away and. It's like geology, you know what I mean? It's like a slow metamorphosis over time. <laughs> it, it is, dude. <laughs> Comedy and geology. You know, or, or like sculpting. Maybe that's a better way to say it. You know that's crazy I mean? that yeah, you say yeah. sculpting because yeah. um, <laughs> like you being a failed musician, I'm a failed filmmaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, right, literally, right. this is what this podcast is about. It's about oh. people like us where we kind of we've, have failed at everything tried, in life. We've tried and at other things. We're yeah, trying yeah. stand-up, which is probably what we should have been trying yeah. to do first. Dude, I only failed because I gave up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it, that's all. You know, I, I still have great memories and I and it was a great outlet for creativity f for a time. But I, I stopped. Well, well, let's yeah. talk about that more. What yeah. uh, what kind of music did you play? What instrument? Tell me Hard about if you have your ba bands. Yeah. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah. 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 Heavy metal at the end, like punk and sky at the beginning, you know, and uh, I played in L.A. actively for probably, I don't know, 13 years and then in college and before I moved here for and uh it was so much fun i loved it i loved it while it lasted but you know other things took precedence over that and i i don't know i just i listen to music every day but i you know my motivation to write it and to maintain relationships with a band kind of fell apart you know what i mean it's it's a lot you know it yeah, is, dude. Yeah. And then, again, the only thing I can relate that to, because I don't play any instruments, but the only thing I can relate that to is film. And that's how I felt with oh, it, dude. Yeah, it's just a burnout. Yeah. You know oh, yeah, I mean? burnout. Yeah, film, yeah. you got a lot of people to account yeah, for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, stand-up's great because you can do it alone. I mean, you, can, you need an audience and everything, but you, you don't need a lot of gear. You know, you, most of the time the venue has everything you need. True. Uh, and you just show up, and you can do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes it a little easier. I mean, the... <laughs> The, the failing alone on stage is hard, but, <laughs> but, you know, but at least it's not complicated. Right. Outside of what that. was, uh, what was your first experience on an open mic? Like, what was that? Oh man, it was, I'm trying to remember what I did. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember what happened. I just, Oh, you know what? Open mic. I went, oh, I can't remember. I went to Marty's, which I kind of modeled the, the original fourth wall after at the beginning uh okay and i was playing guitar on stage i was a guitar comic and there so you were, were used to being on stage then yeah in a way and it was just like i don't know like there were so few people in the audience i couldn't really gauge i was just doing something i felt nervous um a guy, a guy named zane helberg came up to me who's still active and an active comic now and he's like i'm doing a little sh like basically a, a 
an invited open mic. And I, so I got another thing out of it. So that was good. And I don't know. I went to other open mics that didn't go as positively, you know. So I don't know. Uh, the most, I was just thinking about this. There used to be an open mic at I.O. West. And this is who used to go to it in 2010. It was hosted by Jade Cotapretta. And it had who and regular people who were totally unknown at the time were like Jamar Neighbors, Gerard Carmichael, Tony Hinchcliffe, no uh, even Joshua Snyder and like Jeremiah Watkins. Those were like what? guys that have gone on to other things. And I just remember us all being totally new. And I was still so heavily, heavily involved in music at the time. Mm. I just didn't really commit to stand up. But I, you know, I was just in the room with those guys before they were really like well-known, which is just kind of funny to look back on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, uh, let me see here. What do I got here? Yeah. Um, do you, do you remember a specific time that you had like bombed? Was there, is there like a, a yeah. memory that stuck in your mind? Well, only cause I started getting, I, I it was at the fucking, I can't remember what that, the, uh, it was in Studio City at that place. Oh, I can't remember what it's even called. But yeah, it was only because I started attacking people in the audience. You <laughs> that know, always we helps. Were, yeah, you know, and I was way out of line. It, I fucked up. But that's the only one I remember. The rest of it, I've almost forgotten about. I just remember that it did. Ha I, you know, yeah, there were struggles. I was nervous. It didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, fucking. Well, how how do you do? You, uh, so uh, obviously, with someone like me who's just starting off with comedy, uh, one of the biggest things we are afraid of is obviously bombing. Sure. But you, but. What we don't, un or what I didn't understand in the beginning was that bombing is just literally just part of the process. Like, you have to bomb yeah, to, in order yeah, to become yeah. a good comic. Well, you don't have, theoretically, you don't have to. Uh -huh. Like, theoretically, there's a guy out there that has just, he's just good every time. You know what I mean? Theoretically. Right. <laughs> theoretically. But for most of us, yeah, there's bombing involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know a lot about that. I definitely do. Uh, what, okay. yeah. what would be some, like, advice you would give to someone like me? Like, what, like, a month in and stuff like oh. that. Obviously, just keep doing it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no excuses. This is my three main tenets: uh, no excuses, don't ask for permission, and give it to him from your guts. That's it. You know, when I look back at all my bombs mm -hmm. that I've ever had, it's because I failed to do one of those three things. I'm speaking very generally here, but like that's all I can say for sure. Just no excuses. Just go up there, do what you're gonna do. Don't uh, ask for permission and just give it to him from your guts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and when I fail to do that, that's where all my bombs stem from. And if I, d even if the audience is like, there was a show over the weekend and the audience, it was a bringer show and it was just, you know, a bunch of people came to see one guy. OK. Mm -hmm. And they were just disinterested in everybody else. You know, isn't that weird that that happens? Like you go, you, as an yeah. audience member, you go to a show expecting to see people perform. Right. These were people from this guy's work. And, mm. you know, they, they all they all knew each other. They came to see it, it happens. OK. You know, and they weren't interested in really what I was about. Like I got some laughs. I got through it. But the, what got me through it is. I just did my act. And even though they didn't really like me, and t if you put a microphone in the room, you'd be like, that's a bomb. Because this is, people are kind of twittering. They're not like really, really loving you right now. Like they're lukewarm to you and it's just, but you know what? I, I just gave it to them without excuses. I didn't ask for permission. And I can live with myself after it's over with. 
if I do those two things. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? If I don't compromise myself to make myself safe for the audience, it sucks while I'm up there dying. But when I get off the stage, it doesn't stick with me. I can live with myself. But when I get up there and I modify my performance to, so that, oh, I hope that they like me and I like change something about what I was, about me to make it safe for them. And then they still don't like me. That's the one that fucking kills me. You know what I mean? That's the one that you're screaming about in the shower, you know, fucking five years from now. Oh, you know, why did I fucking compromise myself for those pieces of shit that weren't going to like me anyway? You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. And I think that just relates to everything in life, right? Like when you meet someone new or like some business yeah, yeah, yeah. venture <laughs> yeah. right you, you go in there and just i hope they like me and it's I, I had a conversation with my friend yesterday and he was just like well maybe that's the reason why you kind of fell out of love with film because you were sure. trying so hard to not be yourself and not do it your way where you're trying to do it every you know appease people. Yeah, yeah appease people and he, i mean in hindsight that like looking back on it now i think he was right dude He's so right. And you know what, Jesse, I'm glad that you said that because that's what I was doing in music and that's why I fell out of love with it. Same thing. Trying to, you know, what will people like? Yeah, you man. I mean? It doesn't mean be a dick or right, you know, right, like punish 100%. the audience when you get on stage. But it's like just, you know, do your thing unapologetically. Don't ask for permission and go for it. Dude, it and I, 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 what yeah. I love coming here, especially for my first couple of weeks, was that we live in L.A., so you don't know what's going to trigger people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then when I first saw you go up there and you were just free, I was like, holy crap. Dude, like, <laughs> this guy is – yeah. it was amazing for me. It was like oh, – it was, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I can be myself. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can totally. be myself totally. here, you know? Because totally. that was one thing about film where I didn't want to talk about my views or political views or anything anything personal about me because I was afraid I want to get jobs. Oh, got it. You got know it. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like th those were the couple the, the things where I was just like I can't say these things and right. I remember be myself. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it so seeing you do it, it gave me the freedom where I, or confidence at least to be like, hey, dude, I can be myself. Yes. And yes. what's the crazy thing about stand up is I'll, what I don't think I'll ever understand is. When you're yourself and not trying to be funny, that's when you're the funniest. It's true. And it's hard to do that. That's a strange concept for me. Yeah. Strange concept for me. What would, what would an, an advice, what would you give me for someone who just can't separate that? Oh, you'll get used to it over. You're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah, trying to do it. You're way more vulnerable than you were four weeks ago, dude. You know, um, and I'm still working on the same thing. So, you Jesus. know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that, and that's it, you know, and, and, you know, it is an art. So it's, it's not as easy for anyone listening as just like, well, I'll just be myself. Like you still have to write right, and right. you have to be specific about who you are up there. So take the elements of your real self that work in a comedic context and then heighten that. You know, don't worry about bringing up, oh, I'm, I'm not so good at one-liners, yeah. better do a few of those. It's like, maybe you're not, if you're not that guy, you don't have to be, you know, just. Right, true, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. But if you are, then, then go hard on that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was the thing that, uh, it, it's so hard to tell Filipino jokes sometimes, especially, well, you love them, you love them. I know, dude. here I am telling racist Filipino shit, <laughs> like, it's not hard for me. <laughs> but I know, it's, it's crazy how to see, like, how different cultures were, would, uh, React to a joke, right? Because I'll tell oh. a Filipino joke and no one's laughing except one Asian guy in the corner giggling. You know what I mean? <laughs> so oh. that's 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 a different. Maybe it's just a bad joke still. But maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Like, do you have like, are like your whole family nurses or anything like that? Uh, my mom used to be a nurse and my dad used to work in fast food and then they went to Vegas and opened fast up. Food. Yeah. Well, they opened. They went to Vegas or wait, he was actually a, a contractor. Like he did those the surveying stuff uh -huh. where they stand on the street. That was him. 
And then they moved out to Vegas and opened up their company. They basically take care of old folks. They have like a care home and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So that's what they do. So technically, yeah, still nursing. Well, you see, I don't know, like for comedic purposes, just to make it easy for the audience, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, nursing, I, you know, you just, you're in hospitality, like right, yeah. care like that. But the less words, the better, right? If I just go yeah. in and be like, yeah, I she's, she's like a head nurse at a, yeah, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> give you joke advice. I mean, but uh, yeah, you know, well, this is, here's the other thing. I'll just speaking generally. So mm-hmm. I got my three things that I told you right. and just don't confuse the audience, you know? And I do that that's all the time. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> me too. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's normal. I mean, that's a big part of the process in open mics is figuring out like, oh, wow, that was way too much information or you need to know more. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so <laughs> talking about that, the whole idea of writing on stage, that is a crazy idea. Yeah. Going up stage and just, you know, just talking it out and yeah, writing. Yeah, that that yeah. was one of the things that uh, Evan Warner, he's another comedian, but he, he, he was telling me my first week, he was just like, are you going to open mic? I was like, oh, I don't have anything written. And he was like, no, you write up there. You go up there yeah, and write. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, you hear the music of it. But you do also have to write. 100%, on, on yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. The idea of writing on stage, I mean, you hear these these super seasoned Bill Burr-level comics. Louis C.K. Yeah, you know, they have a fucking bank of experience that now that maybe they can almost exclusively just write on stage. But, uh, you know, if you want to get your proverbial 10,000 hours... You, if you got one hour on stage per night, which nobody gets, right, not even right. if you're ahead, like 365 days a year, it would take you something like 28 years to accumulate 10,000 hours. You know, you think about 10,000 hours of practice that like they apply that to like musicians. Right, and stuff. right. Everything. Well, that's because they practice eight hours a day alone. You know, what I mean? you have to write alone. You know, for uh, yeah, and see what your jokes look like and and get up and then really try them. But you can't accumulate your 10,000 hours hours of comedy experience or you know on stage you just can't it's it's not enough yeah i mean you have to do be up there as much as you possibly right. can because that's what it really is but if you're not like really writing or really mm, i see y- y- you're never going to get there i see what you mean and so few people make it right yeah yeah so you know what i mean yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense yeah that's yeah that's why it's uh uh just Going back here, one of the my favorite things that you had said on stage was the Charles Bukowski quote. Don't oh try, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I as soon as I heard that, because I, I I'm a Bukowski fan. I, really? I, I, yeah. I, oh, I, I read nice. a lot of his stuff. I've uh, read the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's the first time I heard of him. Uh, it's a self help book by Mark Manson, and he write, the first chapter is literally Bukowski. Don't try. Oh, nice. And yeah, I just love that idea, dude. I love that idea, and it was kind of like one of those things where you had said and a light just turned on oh nice right that's, dude? Great. that's good to hear yeah yeah and it just gave me a little bit more freedom to just go on stage and kind of let things flow as opposed to just kind of being totally yeah dude, dude. oh man yeah i mean the different you were doing like all these kind of like yeah it was very guarded <laughs> one-liners i'm like i don't think that he's really enjoying himself up there you know what i mean and you know and you, what i loved about coming here too is that i watching my recordings of because i record everything good um and at the beginning, I didn't know what you were trying to do. You were asking me questions. I was giving you one-word answers. Do you remember that? I do. And after watching it, I realized what you were trying to do. All stand-up comedy is is just you go up there and just talking. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so stupid to say, but that's literally it. Just the stream of conscious of just talking. And then I realized that that's what I was missing my whole life. Well, that, that was me in film. You would ask right. me a question. I'd give you a one-word answer. I wouldn't never be myself. Guarded. Yeah. Guarded. Yeah, very guarded. Yeah. Um... And to clarify for anyone listening, he know it, it goes beyond just talking. I mean, there, there's 
you have to distill the talking into jokes and make it into 100%, a, yeah. package it into a thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it really is just talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, yeah. and, and opening up and, yeah. I mean, if once you make that leap, then, you know, the, it's just a matter of how hard you want to work after that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the one thing that you see from people who have made it from people who have kind of just quit film uh, stand-up, actually? It's, it's just work ethic. That's it. You know what I mean? You just have to be good enough. Look at the highest drawers. You know what I mean? Who are the most famous stand-up comedians right now? Like Burt Kreischer? Yeah. Fucking uh, Joe Rogan. Most famous. Tom I'm not saying. Yeah. They're not the most famous. Okay. Yeah. The most well-known. Right. They're not the gr- they're not the best joke writers. They're mm. they're they're good, mm-hmm. but they're not the best. But they've you know, they they have their finger in a billion different pies. They're out there hustling their asses yeah. off. It's all work. No, I don't know. That's just my observation. I don't know those guys, but mm-hmm. like, as far as like people that have, you know, started at fourth wall as open mic with no following at all, and then like take, like you know, that's like, you know, uh, Chad and J- JT, you know, or Chad Kroger and JT from, or J, or is it's fuck, is it Chad JP or JT? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know them as Tom Allen and John Parr. You know, those guys are fucking they just worked their heads off and they worked and worked and they came to Mike's and they still sign up for fourth wall, even though they're on Netflix now, like that's what it takes. When I was yesterday is a good example. It was the 4th of July and there was like two full mics of signups in the evening, seven and 8 PM. By the time seven rolled around, there's only four people left and it was Joshua Snyder, Mike Sasson and uh, a couple of other guys. But those guys, well, Joshua is the booker at Flappers. He's obsessed with comedy. Mike Sasson started as an open micer. Now he's uh, like a, an improv regular, and he's not even one of the famous guys. Like, he gets improv spots just based on who he is as, you know, just raw comic ability. And it's like, of course, those are the guys right. that, are, that are there on 4th of July when the fireworks are going off. You know what I mean? That's mm. the level of dedication it takes. And Tom Allen still signs up, even though he's on Netflix, for Sunday night mics. That's what it takes. It's all work ethic. You know, you just got to be good enough. You just got to be good enough and then just work your head off. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're at time right now. I don't want to keep oh, you here. Bro, that's dude, perfect. This is, no, this, Joe, I, I just want to say, dude, I appreciate you fucking being dude. on my first ever podcast. Oh, dude. man, I'm honored. Yeah, Jesse, this is awesome. I'm honored, man. Dude, Thank dude, you. Like, like I said, dude, if, if anyone watching this, you know, if you want to get into stand-up comedy, like I said, uh, give them the website. What's oh, yeah, fourthwallcomedy.com. You can also follow us at fourthwalltv to, on Instagram to keep up with the, with the shows, F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L comedy.com yeah yeah, there you got it in the backdrop but yeah if you want to sign up for a a mic fourthwallcomedy.com we got two locations one here hollywood the cafe and then the dungeon the studio the fucking workout the gym uh north hollywood that that that, that's a dungeon dude oh yeah that's a black hole over there oh yeah yeah ask joey diaz dude yeah joey diaz oh yeah He's been in the four. Oh no-ho? yeah, yeah, yeah. No ho. No even, fucking way. He's mentioned it extensively on the Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah. Tw- uh, Twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Joey Diaz. No way, man. Yeah, that's, that's why there's the a picture of him. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah. That's actually at fourth wall. If you look close, those other people are dead. <laughs> because I'm not gonna post. It. I put Joey Diaz. He's the only living comic up there because he's fucking. 
you know, because he's been there. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just put him up there, you know, for the hell of it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Fourthwallcomedy.com. Comedy. Fourthwallcomedy.com. Yeah. And yeah. sign up for writer's rooms. They got improv classes. And they got open mics, five minutes, 10 minutes, and 15, I think. Yeah, that's right. Dude, it's awesome. It's an awesome place to learn to get the workout in for stand-up yeah, comedy, yeah. man. Again, Joe, I appreciate you, Thank brother. Thank you, Jesse. This has been fucking Much awesome. appreciate it, dude. Uh, and, yeah, take it easy, guys.